Scientists have found out that the power of nostalgia actually has biological properties linked to it. And interestingly, perhaps surprisingly, we actually become nostalgic for things that we experienced during formative times of our life, whether they were good or bad. It matters what you expose yourself or your loved ones to during formative times because those are the things that they will become nostalgic for. This helps explain the attraction to really bad old TV theme music or even to junk food that maybe we had as children that wasn't even very good back in the day, but evokes deep memories, deep feelings. I know for me, shag carpeting, since I grew up in the late 70s and early 80s, when I see that, it, it brings me back to a deep place, it reminds me of my childhood. The thing is that we as human beings, the way that we are wired, we are wired for connections. We are wired for attachment. In the passage that we just heard from the Gospel of Matthew today, Jesus comes to the people with a message that is surprising for us to hear, a little hard for us to hear. He speaks to them and says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. He goes on to talk about the family. He says, I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household. In other places in the Bible, Jesus speaks about the family as a blessing. He talks about God using the word Abba. That is his word for God. And we translate that word Abba as father, but really a better translation for that word would be daddy. Jesus speaks about forgiveness. He speaks about hospitality for strangers. He speaks about generosity. And a word to describe him has been the prince of peace. And yet here he says, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Well, the sword that he is bringing we have to understand, it's not a sword of violence or of war. It's a sword of severing. He speaks about the family system because during his age, that was the ultimate place of safety and the ultimate place of attachment, of being secure, but also of not being able to step out and beyond. And what his sword is here to do is to sever those attachments because they're attachments to the world. And Jesus is inviting us into a new way of living, a way in which we are unattached to the things of the world, in which we are liberated. Here at this time in this city, in this country, at St. John's, we are entering into a new chapter. St. John's has been a place that has stood for social justice for many years now, but even we are entering into a new way of being, an important way. And we've begun some active discernment. Last Sunday, many people, more than 100 people, gave 90 minutes of their time for a group conversation facilitated by Zoom. 
and we shared the experiences that we have been going through, many diverse experiences across the breadth of our community. And we shared where we feel our hearts are being pulled. We shared where we feel God is at work. And we began to do some of the work of discernment of where we will go next. And it is clear that what we will do will be both working on ourselves and also working on being agents for justice in the world, battling systemic racism. And some of the words that were shared in the comments that we harvested from the many people who were submitting what had been on their hearts and their minds were words like horror, anxiety, but also the word hope, the word expectant. For us to live into the hope to which I believe God is calling us, for us to be agents of something good, something healing, something new being birthed, we're gonna, be have, we're gonna have to be courageous enough to let go of the things that we've been attached to in the past. We'll have to be courageous enough to let go of old habits, old assumptions, old understandings, old practices, so that something new can be born. There were some beautiful words shared on Sunday afternoon right here, right outside the church on our plaza. We had an interfaith gathering of about 12 congregational leaders from many different religious backgrounds, not only Christian, but Sikh and Hindu, Jewish, Muslim. And the bishop of the local Methodist conference, a woman named Latrell Easterling, said these beautiful words. She said, we are not accountable for the environments in which we were born, but we are accountable for the environments which we create. We are not accountable for the bigotry we found when we were born, but we are accountable for the bigotry that we birth. We are not accountable for the racism, white supremacy, and oppression of our nation's past. Ah, but holy God, remind us that we are accountable, whether by omission or commission, for the racism, white supremacy, and oppression that we perpetuate today. And Jesus asks us to pick up our cross and to follow him. And it is no accident that the cross is actually the shape of a crossroads. A crossroads is a place of meeting. It is a place of turning. It is a place where new things are born. And at this cross, which is a crossroads, we learn the transformation and the liberation that he offers how to let go so that we may receive, how to lose our life so that we may find life. Amen.